Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 68. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Sam Hargreaves. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this episode, we'll be dissecting the classic song God of Justice by Tim Hughes, reviewing June's Living Room Songs Challenge, and setting a new challenge for July, as well as responding to your tweets, posts, and emails. Hi, Joel. Hi, Sam. Should we give away the uh, behind the scenes production? approach where we're recording this a few days in advance yeah just so that we can say it's the hottest day of the year oh it's boiling we're we're sweltering we switched off our fans for the sake of the listeners yeah although my computer fan is still wearing away so apologies for that audio files yeah yeah but we are sweltering here so if if we start talking more rubbish than usual then it's because we're too hot yeah i like to think we'll keep things brief <laughs> but there's relatively little chance of never that, happened before no 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 come on miracles can happen uh so sam tell us what you've been up to uh well the best thing i've done in the last few uh weeks is I got to interview noel robinson uh, yes uh, which hopefully our listeners have listened to uh i put a thing on facebook about the song uh, waymaker yeah uh, an article that said that um of course it's written by a a Nigerian uh, woman, but that doesn't really get much press. And and then Andy Flanagan uh, said, oh, you should talk to Noel Robinson about that. And Noel saw the thing and said, I'd love to do that. So I got in touch with him and we had a conversation. And, it, you know, it's a, a really difficult thing because actually, if you're honest, you realise I'm part of a system here that is yeah. not right. Uh, and we have not done all we can to, you know start to address that and of course some of that is big and ugly and horrible but some of it is just small and simple and about relationships and about you know some of the stuff Noel was saying to me about you know is it just about inviting black people into our spaces or is it about us proactively going into their spaces is it about you know how we um you know view him and pigeonhole him and say oh you're you're a gospel writer because Mm. you're a you're you're so that was um I found it really helpful I found it to some degree difficult not because of Noel but just because of my own kind of you know realizations I suppose um but yeah if you haven't listened to it yet I just really encourage oh, no, you to no have I have I have listened to it did you mean <laughs> I me? was talking to the dear listener then <laughs> rather than you and yes it was great thank you um and um yeah I mean I, I call the stuff you said I think um as two white guys presenting a podcast we're aware of, well, to some extent, we're aware of the limitations on our own voices to say anything meaningful. And um, really good to just listen, just say, come on, Noel, tell us. Just tell yeah. us how it is for you. Totally. totally. Um, so, yeah, massive thank you to Noel. Um, we really appreciate it. You know, his honesty, because, you know, he's taking a risk as well, isn't he, by being honest. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah, fully yeah. operating in this industry and he's and he's being honest about his experiences. So we yeah. we really do appreciate that. Did you see that um, Andy Clark said, I knew it was going to be, he put a comment on Facebook, I knew it was going to be, <laughs> everyone could Joel used his really serious voice when he introduced <laughs> it. 
<laughs> and I, you know, I was aware of that at the time. And I thought, I mean, it's partly I am uh, trying to mark that this is a, you know, this is a serious thing. At the same time, I don't, I didn't have your giggling face across the other side of the internet um, grinning back at me. And I think um, that might have made all the difference. <laughs> That's my normal non-Sam in the conversation voice. Oh, oh. thanks, man. Well, i tell you what I've been missing. Um, what have the, you been missing, Well, Joel? I said I've been missing. By the time this goes out, I will have been missing. I will have been missing our songwriting retreat. Oh, our summer songwriting times. retreat that we've done for a number of years now in Wydale Hall in North Yorkshire, which has become like one of Razan Worship's spiritual homes. Yeah. And obviously we're not there. Um, and uh, super sad about that. But what's quite exciting is that almost everybody who was booked on has deferred their place to next year. Which means, oh, we, well, for some, this is good news for for me. May not be for some mm. listeners who are going, oh, but I wanted to come next year. <laughs> well, the good news is we're going to have to do another one next year because yeah. that one's full. So I'm now going to actively get that going, and um, we're going to find uh, another place, time, venue, and so on. Um, make it just that little bit different and it may be that one or two people end up wanting to transfer across or something like that yeah and that would be fine but i think that is where we're at and it's probably worth saying that if people have been to wide hall and and love it um you ought to be praying for wydale and places like it because mm. it's a you know it's a really challenging time for those guys and if you've got you know a bit of spare cash kicking around you might even want to think about you know supporting them because it's it's tough for retreat centers and uh you know, if we want to, you know, help them. Yeah. Got to support them. I think they do have a, a Just Giving page or something like that. I mean, Brilliant. seriously, you know, it's, it's, it hits them with tens of thousands of um, yeah. pounds shortfall on things. So um, people have been giving and have been supporting them, which is Great. which is dead exciting. So we, obviously we're really missing a retreat. On the other hand, our incredibly, wonderfully fantastic friends from the United States of A have um, have led a retreat for us. So United Adoration with uh, Rachel leading the retreat, but also Dave, and then a bunch of other um, UA reps who just extraordinarily got up in the middle of the night to come and be part of this <laughs> this thing with us. So, you know, Rachel said she was going to have to, to it was going to kick off at 4.30 her time. It was 9.30 in uh, wow. UK time. And then there was Amber there. And I was looking at Amber, and so you can see, and I could just see a clock in the background behind her. Like, what is the sending a little private message what does that say on your clock One thirty in the morning it's just like she's pulling an all-nighter oh wow so wow Impressive. yeah amazing and i know everybody had the most fantastic time so i think about 20 of our 12 month challenges were there um so we may not have managed our yorkshire retreat but we're just so grateful to our friends in ua and um just kind of excited to to see if we can carry on partnering in various ways because i think we have a really similar heart for um, yeah. For the local, ch- for the artist in the local church, for the songwriter in the local church. So I want to say this is my big public thank you to the fifteen people who listen to the podcast. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've done it publicly. Um, yeah, uh, well, Doxology is is nearly there musically. Uh, I think um, Matt may have recorded the last bit of vocals yesterday. Oh, great! So really close. Dead excited to have um, some uh, some guest. I might save it, but some great guest contributions mm. in terms of vocals that I'll, I'll tell you about before too very long and our doxicology book as well which is well on the way to being populated with excellent chapters by again a bunch of guest writers and we have got some biggies yeah you know? so there you go bono 
Um, <laughs> Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, Barack Obama. I just, yeah. I didn't think they'd say yes. Greta Thunberg, it's amazing, really. <laughs> say that again, I like, I like your accent. Oh, well, it should be Greta Thunberg. Oh, really? Yeah, but Bjorn Borg is yeah. actually Bjorn Berry. It, I'm actually probably even still now getting that wrong, and Sarah would this is, correct This me. is groundbreaking stuff. I've never heard this. Yeah, you don't say Berg like like we do with a hard G. You say Bjorn Berry. Berry. Bjorn Berry, yeah. And Greta so the, Thunberg. The, yeah. Precise. What would my name be? Joel... Uh, <laughs> See, the Y is really hard. That has this kind of E sound. It's like an E, but you you do your lips out like a uh, E. Pain. I don't know how you would do pain. <laughs> it's painful to do pain in Swedish. It's become quite niche, hasn't it, this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we could have a little feature. Every month we could have a bit where we try and pronounce well-known worship songwriters' names according to the rules of other tongues. Uh, Jonas Marin. Ah, oh, there you go. That's closer, isn't it? To, to and like, comma from Sverre Oxo. Uh, I think Skype's gone wrong. What's, <laughs> what's happened? Um, there we go. So I thought I, I've got another section. It's called uh, for the podcast. It's other stuff. We should have a news section or something. It's kind of interesting to just comment every now and again on some some stuff that is going on. Um, and I noticed, which perhaps the rest of the world ha- had already done, that um, integrity. And they're, they're sort of a, a, like a label. I literally just clicked on a link on a website. It took me to a thing called Equipping the Church, which is obviously the kind of publishing label of um, integrity books and, and stuff like that. And there's okay. a pretty new book out called Writing Worship, How to Craft Heartfelt Songs for the Church by Christy Nordhoff. You can tell me how to pronounce that now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't even try. I don't know where she's come from. No. So. Um, so, Which is pretty cool. So I haven't read that at all, but I thought, it would be really interesting if someone listening wanted to get hold of a copy and and have a read and give us a review. We'd love to know yeah. love to know what it's like. There really is just not a lot of stuff out there. I mean, on on one hand I can think of um Paul Blosch and Jimmy and Carol Owens God Songs, Amanda Ferguson Sounds of Heaven or something it's called, which yeah. is the from the Hill Song one. There's this and that was only like last year or something, wasn't it? Christy Nordhoff, that's just come out. Perhaps the most important one is um, writing worship songs for the local church. How to called? write worship songs <laughs> by, on Grove Books yeah. by Sam Hargreaves and John yeah, Payne, yes, a, clearly. Packs a lot into a small format. Um, <laughs> and uh, Matt McClary of this parish has got his own um, ah, self-published book as well about writing great. worship songs. So there's there's some stuff out there, but given yeah. how many songs we sing, yeah, um, there's not that much. So I think it would be... Great to see if that kind of that corpus of um, work grows over the next while. Yep. Should we dissect a classic? Yes. Dissect a classic. Our classic for this month is published in 2004. Copyright Thank You Music by the songwriter Tim Hughes. Can you guess what it is? Can you guess what it is yet? It's a beautiful one. No. God of Justice. Oh. God of Justice. <laughs> Saviour to all. Came to rescue ah, the weak and the poor. Ah. Um, yeah, classic. I mean, so this sort of takes its place in the pantheon of uh, Christian worship songs classics because um, it is certainly in this country 
the go-to contemporary worship song on Justice. Yep. I, and if this is to push it slightly, and always exceptions to the rules, so, but pretty much the only go-to contemporary worship song on Justice that is really widely and popularly known, I would say. Would you agree? Yes, at least of his generation. I mean, I think before that you've got... Um, you know, Graham Kendrick did quite a few. Beauty for Brokenness. Stuart, Beauty for Brokenness, yeah, a few others as well. Stuart Townend. Um, we'll talk about probably some others later. Yeah. But, yeah, with it, within that generation, and I think there was a period when Soul Survivor was really focused on justice. Um, Tim, at around the same time, wrote that song, Led to the Lost, yeah. which is also on that theme. They were they were going to Durban, doing missions uh, out to Durban. So I think it was... I think. Um, Mike Pilavachi wrote a small book on worship and justice as well around that time. So I think this was a this was a thing at that time. Yeah, and they um, they worked with Tear Fund, didn't they? I mean, this yeah. th- this song and there was a, a package of stuff around um, worship and justice as well. Um, but but kind of yeah, kind of unique in, in some ways amongst the classics that we've been looking at. Because I mean, I yeah. certainly know my experience. You say to people, we need a song on justice. Well, well, two things, actually, and I'm jumping the gun here for what we might talk about later, but either people just don't, you know, that might be a sermon on justice, and they just think, I think I'll just sing Shine, Jesus, Shine, or I'll just, yeah. Yeah, just, I'll just sing a generic worship song, um, yeah. or they go, hmm, God of Justice. So let's um, let's tuck in a little bit, and um, or shall, I, shall I sing a little bit to us? Go for it. God of justice, saviour to all Came to rescue the weak and the poor Chose to serve and not be served Jesus, you have called us Freely we receive now, freely we will give We must go And then it has uh, Fill us up and send us out Fill us up and send us out Fill us up and send us out Etc. Oh. Um, uh, as the as the bridge. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. So um, I thought we'd hit some pros and cons. We'd like to start off with the things that make it a classic. Yeah. Um, Sam, do you want to kick off with anything? Yeah, uh, well, I think we often talk about revelation and response, don't we, in this mm. uh, podcast? And I think he's used that f- structure really well here. Um, you've got stuff very much focused on God in in the verses. You've got who God is, that this is part of his nature, that he is a God of justice. You quickly get into Jesus. Um, uh, and then there's a sort of transition in the pre-chorus of, OK, this is who you are. This is what you've called us to do. Um and then clearly the the chorus is the sort of challenge the response to that so therefore we must go uh, and then he uses the bridge as this kind of sending moment of a kind of okay we've heard this call uh and we want you to fill us up and send us out and that's you know echoing language from the Ang- anglican uh, communion prayer so i just think structurally in the way that those sections are used uh is is really strong repetition repetition 
uh, he, I, th- I think it uses repetition well. So just as, as a few little tips, the last, there's a lot of variety in it, but, but the last line of each verse, freely we've received, now freely we will give. There's something really nice about uh, songs that come home to a kind of a, a, a finishing line that's the same in a verse. Yeah. It kind of feels very grounding and it yeah. kind of reinforces that point. But also there's repetition within that phrase. There's a, a word for that in Greek rhetoric, isn't there? But freely da-da-da, now freely da-da-da. So just uh, using sometimes when you repeat the same word in a sentence or in a line, it it makes it weak because it, yeah. it, it if it's not intentionally done in order to give shape, but when it's intentionally done in order to give shape, it, it's good. And then in the chorus again, repetition, which is that we must go, live to feed the hungry, stand behind the sign of the broken. We must go, stepping forward, keep us from singing, moves into action. We must go, and that repeat of the same thing it gives emphasis and it gives shape and structure and obviously in the in the bridge it's more common to use a lot of repetition um in the bridge i also thought um there are two things about this song which i think determine why so many people pick it up and and use it as a kind of go-to song the first one is the first phrase is the key phrase of the thing yep god of justice so people go what should we sing about justice Mm, what about god of justice yes (laughs) so there's a lesson in that um if especially if you're writing so like if you're writing songs for your own church and maybe you know and you're you're choosing them and leading them then in a sense it's it's like it's important but if you're writing songs that other people might pick up and use there is something to be said sometimes for having a song where the first line is just really clearly going to be the first thing you think of yeah um in order to be sung and then everything actually does flow out of that and then secondly um there's a obviously a really clear there's a few really clear biblical allusions in the, in, in this, and and especially verse two, act justly every day, love your mercy in every way. Walking mm. You know that that's like a, that Micah verses. Uh, they're a, a go to passage, and you know it's every chance if you're talking about justice that your preacher has preached on those verses. Yeah. So again, there's something, isn't there, about saying, and and this is, I think, part of our role as songwriters is not just to write them, but to think how are we going to write them in such a way that people will sing them? Because yes. I think if we care, that if we think that what we're saying in the song is important, then we actually need to give people a way to get hold of it and use it. You know, we've talked mm. a lot about this with doxicology, haven't we? Um, yep. We can't just write eco-hippie songs um, <laughs> because most people aren't eco-hippie. So you've got to write yeah. as and And in this case, it's just saying, give it a good first line and then use some really clear scripture in it so that when people are looking for the song that's going to go with what is still you know is still going to be a slightly niche sermon this is going to, the one they're going to come and look at and yeah it's a little bit about how, of how you write a classic yeah totally totally i think it's also i'm just spot- spotting that it's very much focused on the positive um and that is not a sort of hard and fast rule you know i do think there are times to lament there are times to confess there are times to just state some of the difficulties but i suspect one of the reasons why this is popular is because it kind of focuses on the on the positive this is who god is this is what we're called to do and we are going to respond and there's not that quite often when i i've seen other when i've taught songwriting and students have tried to get into things like justice or lament or whatever there's a whole whole litany of here are all the the negative things in the world there are people dying and there are people starving and yeah i i get that and there is a place for that but i I do think if we do too much of that people will think oh that's just a downer song Hmm. 
Whereas I think that he's he's managed to to capture, and it is the kind of you know it's mid tempo, it's kind of does have a kind of somber, serious feel to it, but it's not it's not a downer song. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with that, and and that actually chimes with you know I, I used to work with an age agency for a few years, and that's the kind of messaging that aid agencies yes. are trying to use these days. There was a time when it was all. You know, you go back to Live Aid in the 80s, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah. lots of pictures of starving children. It was, you know, it was all about, you know, sure, if we beat you around the head with this enough, surely you'll do something. Yeah. And actually, the messaging is so different to that these days. They tend to talk much more positive terms about the positive difference we can have mm. and see that different people respond to different things, but that by and large, that that's a more... And it, and there's stuff in there about the dignity of the people you're singing about and or, or mm. taking pictures of and so on as well. So I think that's... Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. And to say keep us from just singing is a is a, is a clever kind of response to that criticism, isn't it? That yeah. you know, evangelicals, charismatics, all they do is sing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a knowing thing to say. Actually, we'll, we'll own that that that's a criticism. God help us to make that not truth. You know, we need to move into action. Yeah, it's like an internal critique with an ironic twinge. <laughs> You're an ironic twinge. Thanks. Uh, oh, it's also got a really good tune. Uh, I, I should say, I'm, well, I'm going to say, no, sorry. I think the chorus has got a really good tune. It's just, you know, <laughs> we must go live to feed the hungry, stand beside the broken. Those are just a couple yeah. of swells there, the shape yeah. following the same pattern, but just, it's like a, a one wave comes in and the second wave just gets a little bit bigger and goes a bit higher. And that's mm. a really nice, it's a very satisfying uh, shape melodically. It's one of Tim's mm. strengths is, is writing those those little swelling melodies that grab you, I think. Yeah. And bookending the, the chorus with the same line, we must go. Mm right at the beginning and the end that's a really strong motif i i really only have one criticism go and it's this is a bit of a nitpick really i mean obviously there are other things you could say about justice there are other songs that could be written it doesn't it's not perfect it doesn't do everything yeah but the one thing that really annoys me is you have shown us what you require yeah require is not a word and i was listening to the record the original recording yeah he sings you have shown us what you require he he uses oh i see yeah now I've heard some people will try and shift the emphasis of the word. So you have shown us what you require to put the quote on uh, the hard. And I was, I think, when I sang it just then, I was. You have shown us what you require. Oh, uh, you require. Yeah. But the, the problem is, as soon as you shifted that, you know, you've done it one way in verse one. Just to do it differently in verse two, nobody really knows where the, the worship leader is going to push that to make it fit. Um, and it's just that thing that he he's obviously used Micah six eight. Yeah, you know, loving mercy is great. He didn't really need to go on and use that exact word require again. You know, it could have been you have shown us what you what your heart is. Yeah, you know, it could have been something else. But it was a slightly. It feels to me like he was slightly too tied into, oh, I want this to be the same as the NIV translation. I want this to... And it, it just it didn't really need that. And it just makes it that bit more insecure. Yeah. I think... Um, I'm going to say it's quite a loosely written song. It's not the mm. tightest of tightly written classics. There's a, mm. a bit of playing fast and loose with the meter there's a sort of thing where and i was aware of it just then whenever i do and i do you know i sing this and lead it from time to time i'm not 100 percent sure where to come in right at the very beginning (laughs) yeah because it sort of sits on chord four and then comes in on chord four and i and and there are bits like that where it just sort of it slightly 
meanders its way in and feels a bit loose and and that sense of feeling quite loose and unsituated isn't really resolved until we must go and then when you hit well just kind of in in its sense there's a tension up to there but actually most of the verses you're just slightly struggling through the lyrics yeah because they're just not there's not a tight here's the tune here's the on the beat here's the thing that you want to uh, and and when you're singing something which is, you know, it's kind of demanding because of the stuff you're singing. I mean, they're quite dense yes. lyrics, and it's quite a dense, it's quite a uh, a demanding concept. Anything about what you're singing, as a sense in which it could be um, slightly better to get that really, really bang on, make it really easy to sing, so that you can let the words ring, and and do their searching and stuff that they need to do. You realise you rhymed three times there. Did I? Yeah. What did I say? He said, let the words ring, you can sing, do their searching. You're just, you're just writing songs in your Ring-a-ding-ding! You've got a few battles to a song that went ring-a-ding-ding. Probably. I expect so. Probably, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. We love your song. It's time to review the Living Room Songs Challenge from... June. Just as a recap, we set you the challenge of writing songs essentially to be sung in your living room. Um, we talked a bit about some of the acoustic considerations, some of the appropriateness of certain kinds of lyrics and so on, and we gave kind of three categories you might like to consider in your writing. The first was to write something for online worship, because uh, lots of us are still experiencing online worship where it's just two or three of us sitting in our living room with the TV on. Um, and to write songs that really suit that environment. The second was to think about small group worship, which often is in a smaller room, uh, a softly furnished room, and Mm. so on, and some of the considerations around that. And then the third one was actually to think around the idea of a domestic liturgy, that actually you could have songs which are for the home, and even if not necessarily the living room, they're songs Mm. for the kind of the the liturgical structure of life. So we used examples of a sort of... a prayer in the morning or a prayer before bed or or other things that you could do um as usual it's been a bumper month on the forum and so i had a chat and a catch up with david brackenbury to find out the lowdown and the inside scoop welcome back to the podcast dave brackenbury great to see you how are you doing hello brilliant to be back yeah um fantastic to be back here with you I'm gutted that we're not recording this at Wydale, but um, that's another story. I know it is so sad, isn't it? Are you missing you missing the people or the walled gold? <laughs> well, the people with the cold walled gold um, is definitely yeah, the um, is the correct the answer. I'm probably the, the honest ones. answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we've had a just about a month now of people writing their living room songs. Uh, my sense, David, has been that uh, people have treated this as a fairly open brief, and it's fascinating actually quite how uh we've all interpreted it i mean i i found myself writing a song for saying grace i wasn't really expecting to do that and we had a whole (laughs) range of stuff you know from like quite intense emotional things right through to very light-hearted stuff um what do you think do you think people have kind of grabbed it it's been maybe one of the, the slightly more confusing briefs we've given what do you think um I think it's definitely been quite a, a wide variety of styles and, and submissions. But thinking back to last year, there was a month when it probably was around a similar month, uh, maybe kind of month six, hmm. which was um, kind of rhyming Bible stories, I think it was. 
And there was just this crazy creativity unleashed. And it's, it's almost like, do we get to the point where by this, we are so focused on the tasks we've been doing that when there is one that could kind of broaden out, we just go a little bit, a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, some of them have been fantastic. I mean, you wouldn't line two of them up in living rooms next to each other. It's, <laughs> it's ace. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I, I think it's been good to, I hopefully just to think about the idea of different dynamics, different situations. Um, I, I'm not sure we always write into a very specific dynamic sometimes we write into a sort of generic worship song dynamic and really thinking about the space and the place and the people and the situation and so on i think that's a good it's a good thing to to help shape it sometimes isn't it and i think it's just it's not a theme that any of us would have ever thought about writing about at the start of the of the challenge um i mean you get some of the kind of christian worship artists who do kind of um at home sessions or kind of I think there's a kind of living room album by Aaron Keys, I think it is. And that's like a big old manor house with people sprawling up the staircase and people in the drawing room and all that. And it's amazing. But that's not even what we're doing. We're doing it like for us being in our own houses on our own with nobody else allowed over the threshold. It's, kind of, it's quite a different thing. That's right. We're in a two up, two down in Blackburn, aren't we? That's, how, <laughs> that's what we do. So um, A balcony of a high rise flat. Absolutely. Have... Uh, well, I know you've picked out some that, that have caught your eye. I mean, as usual, a remarkable number of people still pressing on with this. And I just love that. And I re- really hope, you know, this always goes out on the first day of the month. And we give a couple of days grace. And I just want to say to people, you know, don't let this be the month that you don't manage it. Sometimes it's just a discipline. You can write rubbish, but just do it as a discipline. Write something really simple. And then <laughs> uh, wait for inspiration might come next time and you'll be you'll be glad you did it. However, if I can save money on mugs, then... I suppose it might be good if a few people drop off. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got um, a couple of things we're going to do. Um, you're going to help us pick out one or two um, from the, the forum that, you, that you've really caught your eye, and we'll have a listen to, to one of them. And we're also going to introduce a new category, which you have to wait for a moment, which is the 12-song superstar of the month. And that is... Um, just keeping an eye on who is really contributing generously to other people's songs. And I think I it's worth a mention. just for a second? That? Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's that much worth a mention, you could have written a jingle for it, maybe. Oh, I always maybe do my jingles for next month. after the event. Okay. 12 Song Superstar. Perfect, yes. Okay. 12 I'm, Song Superstar jingle. Well, yes. can, can someone send it in? Come on, listeners. Send us a jingle for the 12 Song Superstar. <laughs> to the tune of When the Music Fades. Twelve song superstar. Twelve song superstar. Come on in. Um, enough frivolity. What have you got for us, David? Uh, so yeah, um, one one of the ones. Uh, so Mark Willoughby um, submitted two songs this month. Mm. And the first song for those who were keen and eager on the forum right at the start of the month, they would have got the joy of seeing it performed in his living room with his kids, kung fuing, kicking, dancing their way around um, to this really fantastic co-write of a kids song um so good to just to see the kids involved uh, at home and i think that's kind of probably one of the themes there were a few co-writes it struck me as a, an interesting month where families were starting to talk about the division of royalties as these songs were published because <laughs> so many have been written with them um, with kids um, and true. then he submitted another song later in the month as well um ian sparks um he really caught my attention i, I just always love the songs that he producers they just sound so haunting and, and mm. kind of draw you in but he um 
focus the lyrics on actually the physical location that he sits as he does um, some of his live output for the church. So the invite of pull up a chair, let's gather together, sit by a window if you can, because he does his in front of a big window looking out over fields with sheep grazing. Um, But then he talks about in his second verse, bringing our doubting, burdens, failings, fears, longings, heartache, grieving, tears, all into the Father's embrace. Just a really powerful song. Um, Ian Cameron, one of the first out of the blocks. Um, Mm. And I think, for me, I always look for those songs because it kind of gives you some markers in that particular challenge. You you start to get a clue of how other people are looking at it. And so I really appreciate those people who are quick off the blocks. Um, Just a really interesting use of harmonies. And I think you got a sense of it through the song, but almost that longing that it built in you that you kind of could imagine if you're in a church that use harmonies a lot, what that would sound like when you're back together. Um, and kind of that, yeah. that coming through. So almost hearing in the absence of hearing it, what, what was to come. Um, and then the other one for a mention before we think about the one that we're going to listen to was from Paulette Shiad, yeah. who um, she took some words that a friend had written um, a number of years back and she kind of said, I kept meaning to put music to it and then felt it was right for this month. Again, some really beautiful harmonies which um, brought together a really nice personal prayer um, and a commitment to really ring out. Um, but the one that I've um, decided to, to profile this month was by Ellen Oliver. Um, and she took inspiration from the podcast around Sam talking about um, the family singing in the morning. Yeah. Um, and like a few other people, um, the Lectio 365 daily readings app, mm. uh, by taking the words of a prayer uh, that it ends with each day. Um, and she wrote, a, I don't know if this is the proper term, but kind of a around it's not around it's like all the three are laid on each other i don't know what the proper term is and warned as though it was going to be a cacophony so i kind of clicked play rather hesitantly (laughs) and it sounded beautiful sounded really really amazing as the layers were sung on their own and then as they built up just very um simple and straightforward but really um fulfilled the brief really well so yeah that's the one that i've um i've picked for us to listen to great today well let's have a listen to that i thought i'd just check it out um robert ostel um did a just did a little set of sung responses sort of slightly liturgical sung responses which i really liked he basically said we we ask people if they're singing along in online worship and they go <clears throat> maybe <laughs> uh, so his idea was well how about something where you've just got a really specific part which is you listen you know and i thought that's a really great idea actually something responsive where you don't feel like you have to carry the whole thing in your living room yeah but you just sing a little bit as well. And then I, I really like Jake Lankstaff did a, a lovely um, setting of some script, essentially setting of some scripture about consider the lilies, I imagine the earth, in kindness you clothe them without worries they work. It's really, um, you know, it was just simple um, and poignant. It was one of those times, oh, I want another one as well. Matt McClary did a really kind of yeah. rousing, lively praise song that was just tight and simple. And you could totally imagine people being able to grab hold of it and sing it as well, couldn't you? Um with and and actually yeah, with the idea you could write the verses as you go along as well um which i think is always a smart move um keeping things fresh but should, let's have a listen to ellen then um that'd be great father help me live this day true to you in all my ways knowing every perfect gift given by your faithfulness jesus just as you have shown others needs before my own help me be your hands and feet bringing love to those i need spirit help me be my guide show me all 
Yeah. I looked up in the dictionary what cacophony meant and it definitely didn't describe that. <laughs> That's really nice. I love that. I mean, it's an incredibly simple kind of... Um, yeah, you're right. I don't know the words call it round, but a, a three-parter in that everything moves as a harmony with each other. Um, yeah. And it's kind of... It's got that kind of... It's, it's kind of bell-like in the way it cascades then as a result because you... Mm. Especially if you if you do it as a round and you take turns singing the different bits because then the, the kind of... The, the melody keeps descending around the room or keeps ascending around the room. I think that's... That's a really nice idea. I love the idea of a family learning it and then taking yeah. turns to come in and sing it. I can't imagine my family doing it, but they might. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. Yeah, really nice. So uh, to the 12th song superstar of the month, um, it's a bit like naming a man of the match. We just thought it'd be great to acknowledge um, the, the contribution that, that people are making. Um, and uh, who are the nominees for this month, David? Oh, you see, this this has really been landed on us fairly late on. Yeah. So it's, it's through um, through memory of casting back through the forum. Um, I think Dave Caswell deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. He's been um, consistently um, supportive in his in his comments, but also quite prolific as well. Um, Ian Cameron, who we've mentioned earlier, um, has again been quite um, consistent in in his comments, um, contributing to a, a wide range of songs. Um, I'm trying to think if there's if there's anybody else. I think Stephen Sloss as well. Yeah. He's, um, he's another one who you regularly see. And I think um, probably what all three of them have got in common is it's not just like a hit and run comment where you kind of make it and then never come back to the song, but mm. we'll often see a song through as it comes back through revisions. We'll kind of say, yeah, that really picked up on what I was saying. And I think that's really important to not just have that initial comment and, and wonder where it lands then as you tweak it. But... Um, yeah, so those would probably be my three. Yeah, um, fantastic. Go on, you've got to pick one. Who's who's gonna who's oh. winning it for this month? Um, oh dear. Uh, let's say uh, for this month we will say Dave Caswell. Dave Caswell. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, okay, well before you go, David, uh, come on then. What what did you come up with? Uh, let's let, let's hear it. Church has never been the buildings or the halls in which we meet. Church has always been those changed by God's great grace. So when we are not together, we can still sing with one voice. From our homes there rises up a sound of praise. Church has never been the buildings or the halls in which we meet. Church has always been those changed by God's great grace. So when we are not together, we can still sing with one voice. From our homes there rises up a sound of praise. Let the church live out for Jesus, joined as one to bring our praises. Let us show the hope within us. Let the church live out for Jesus in this world. So when we come back together and our harmonies ring out, help us hold on to the lessons we have learned. That your church cannot be silenced though the world turns upside down, as your faithfulness to us is reaffirmed. Let the church live out for Jesus, join us one to bring our praises, let us show the hope within us. Let the church live out for Jesus in this world.
know there's a day that's coming where our life on earth is through. We will get to meet our Savior face to face. There we'll sing with all creation, thanking God for what He's done. With a thousand generations joined in praise. And the church will sing for Jesus, joined as one to bring our praises. Nothing left to come between us and the church will sing for Jesus with one voice. Almost just one um, big blunder on the um, little <laughs> instrumental <laughs> link. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, David. It's been great to see you. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> see you um, in a couple of months. Ah, oh, thanks, David. So now we've caught up on what everybody else has been up to. The big question is, Sam, are you and I still on for our mugs? Have you written something? Yes. Yes. I have. It's my shortest thing in the whole of this year's 12 Song Challenge. It's four lines. Oh, there's a five line minimum this month. Oh, poo. I'll just repeat the last line twice. Okay. Okay. Um, I do think that you and I have slightly drunk out the same tap because we've both written these jaunty domestic <laughs> liturgy songs i don't know if you nick my idea or but, i steal uh, all my ideas from you sam well what can i say um yeah so i decided to write something for our i, I said in the last podcast that we have a night song that has become our morning song poorly edited mm. uh so i decided to write a morning song um and it goes like this Today we come with thanks and questions Today we come with doubts and praise We need your presence and protection So help us follow your way Today Today That's it. What, is that it? <laughs> That's it. I, know, I only just started listening. <laughs> hey! Well done. That's great. Uh, we have been using it. Yeah, we've been singing it. Uh, I got, I, I played it to the family, and they were like, "Well, first we had to drop the key a bit." Okay, so yeah. that was in F. But we've been singing it in D in the morning, gotcha. and uh, and uh, also, I had we need your presence every moment. And so I said, "Oh, I, I really like if it said something about protection." Cool. And I thought, "Oh, well, that rhymes with questions." So perfect. <laughs> ah. So we changed that. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the other thing is, a couple of people said on the forum is they were like, the only thing is the the jauntiness kind of clashes with the stuff about questions and doubts, mm. and I kind of came back and said, well, actually that was intentional because I feel like if we only put doubts and questions into minor sad songs, yeah, we'll only ever, well, we may never sing them, or we will only ever sing them in con. And I kind of, to me, I quite like to bring the range of emotions and the range of postures. That that we come before God into sort of normal songs, so almost sneak them in yeah. in a little jaunty song. But you may, you may disagree. I hear you. I have a view. Would you like to hear it? I mean, you it's hard love, to believe that you have you, a view. You know that I love a major key as much as the next man. <laughs> <laughs> that is my bread and butter. Um, I, I, my thought on that is that I, I think questions and doubts are fairly similar and... Because of that, it, it makes it feel quite weighted towards them. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether you'd actually be better off not having both words, but finding uh -huh. something else. Because I, I think the kind of the, the questions, 
is quite a rich a rich idea that can be yeah. that can be doubts but it can be queries you know yeah but i think it, we think of it in a slightly doubting way if we talk about questions so i wonder yeah. whether today we come with thanks and questions today we come with prayers and praise yeah that kind yeah. of gets a, a whole that maybe even extends that range but you've still got your idea in there and yeah, it would yeah. feel a little less weighted on the doughty side yeah that's good no that's helpful i think it slightly came from the fact that we've been reading the psalms in the morning and if you start from psalm one and read a psalm a day with a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, you do realise that there are a heck of a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, they keep saying, why do they want to kill everyone? Why <laughs> Why yeah, do they gosh. want God to smite all their enemies? And you kind of go, yeah, this is complex yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I think I was probably bringing that a little bit. Yeah. But no, that's good system. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff, Sam. How about you, Joel? Okay, here it is. I've done a co-write this month. Aww. Yeah. Uh, let me just get out my guitar. Um, yeah, I've done a co-write with a uh, rather well-known uh, songwriter, Huckleberry Payne. Um, so, uh, quite, I don't know, sometime a little while ago, we said to Huck, as we, we normally do at tea time, we say, Huck, do you want to say thanks? And he usually says no and looks a bit grumpy. Or for a while, he insisted on doing the, so- the, pre- the grace from his school i think i said this before didn't i he'd always put we'd always say lunch because it rhymes with bunch and then he, <laughs> he swapped out lunch for dinner but then instead bunch still anyway and then eventually he was like yeah okay let, uh, i'll do a song thank you lord for the food thank you lord for the food thank you lord for the food and it's become a little bit of a default <laughs> grace to us and he also i don't know why he just went into this really weird sort of vaguely american accent to sing it um which is which is lovely. So I thought um, maybe I can take Huck's idea and develop it just a little bit more into a song. And this is how it goes. Because I have to count one, two, three, four to start it. See anyway, I can <laughs> I can get the beat. One, two, three, four. Thank you, Lord, for the food. Thank you, Lord, for the food. It's nourishing and tasty. Reminds us of your love for us Thank you Lord for the food For every good gift that comes from you We'll eat it up with thankfulness today And now I sort of imagine that you could give thanks for the actual food you're having So Sam, what are we having for tea right now? Uh, Spaghetti bolognese Okay Thank you, Lord, for spaghetti... I can't do it. Thank you, Lord, for spaghetti bolognese. Thank you, Lord, for parmesan cheese. It's nourishing and tasty and reminds us of your love for us. Thank you, Lord, for the food. For every good gift that comes from you, we'll eat it up with thankfulness today. Yes, we will. Up with thankfulness today. And then I just keep playing this until they finish their tea. <laughs> there you go. Yay! It's, it's, it's got a little bit of uh, if I were a fuzzy wuzzy bear. It does, about doesn't it? it? Yeah. By the time it got to the end, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'm just. I'm having to just slightly rein this back from going, if I were a butterfly, thank you, Lord, that I could... Which is a song that hasn't really been superseded in its relevance or worshipfulness for 40 Le- years. Leland did a version of it. I don't know if you heard that one. Are you being ironic? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You know, the really serious worship look, the, you know, every hundred guitars and the really beautiful filming and then they're just and like pad, pad comes out and then... Pad. And then that kind of snare. Yeah, all that, all that. All the singers... Mega Fuzzy pads. Fuzzy wuzzy. Fuzzy wuzzy. Fuzzy wuzzy. Fuzzy Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. Anyway. Should we move on? I like it. Oh, no. You, well, I also like a, the fact... I just like the fact that you've got that slightly parental kind of... And you need to eat it up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of guilt aspect of like, this is from God, so you better eat it up. This is a bit like a propaganda song, isn't it? nourishing it's tasty and we should all do our bit for the war effort (laughs) (laughs) and do you know there are children that don't have food today i thought about putting that in and then i just (laughs) it felt a bit too too sad for a jaunty number our challenge for july is to write justice songs a justice song the thinking behind this challenge uh is worth just explaining we were we were chatting about um, Noel, the interview with Noel, the Black Lives Matter movement, the issues around racial justice and so on. And we thought there may well be some of the writers, and maybe quite a few of us would quite like to write something in response to that. But we're also aware of um, the potential for a slightly crass attempt to um, throw out loads of songs by white voices in yeah. in response. And whilst that is not irrelevant in every way. We thought maybe the, the better thing to do would be to take a broader theme like justice, which includes racial justice, gender justice, um, justice regarding the climate, poverty, and, and, and all sorts of other things. And um, and yep. we could dig into that in, in the ways, absolutely, in the ways that we think um, we want to do personally. So to get us going on this uh, little idea, I caught up with Jack Wakefield from Tear Fund, uh, and just asked him for a few pointers on how he thought we could go about things. Jack Wakefield, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Thank you for having me. It's great to be with you. Now, you work for Tear Fund in the UK. I wondered whether you could just sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and about what Tear Fund is. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Jack and I currently live in southwest London um, and I've been working at Tear Fund for three or four years now. And Tear Fund is a Christian uh, development charity. So we work in over 50 different countries um, try, coming alongside some of the poorest people in the world. And really, our mission is to support local churches to be good news in their places and to help people lift themselves out of poverty. And so we do that through responding to disasters or supporting churches to transform their communities um, or through doing advocacy and uh, lobbying and things like that as well. Uh, Tear Fund started in the UK, but there's um, also Tear Fund in the USA and in Canada and um, in lots of different places. There's a big Tear Fund family now. Um, and we all work together on um, these big issues of justice and trying to help the world's poorest people. Fantastic. Um, you've agreed to come on and just kind of give us a little, a really quick Justice 101 um, in terms of just thinking about justice from a biblical perspective. I mean, where can we start? Where would you where would you kick us off? Um, that's a great question, isn't it? Uh, justice weaves all the way through the Bible. And I didn't quite notice that when I first came to the Bible. I assumed it was a book about me and about my personal salvation. 
And then suddenly I had my mind blown as people started to point out, this is a much bigger story than just my ticket to heaven. Um, in Colossians 1 is a good place to start where it talks about how um, like God allows his fullness to dwell in Jesus and through him to reconcile all things, whether things in heaven or on earth, with, um, with our creator and our father through Jesus' blood shed on the cross. And it's this moment for me when I read that where I'm like, wow, this gospel story is way bigger than I ever imagined. It's not just about me and my personal salvation, but it's everything that sin has broken and corrupted and damaged being reconciled with our father and creator. And so for me, that's where justice begins, is this is actually part of the good news of what Jesus is bringing about, that everything sin has broken, the broken relationship between me and God, but also with me and others, the way that I mistreat or um, like look down on others or the way that I buy cheap clothes made by slaves, things like that. All of these corruptions caused by sin in the world are being restored um, through what Jesus did on the cross. And so for me, that's where it begins. I'm like, oh, this gospel is actually bigger than I realised. And that's where justice comes in. I know that in the past, for, for a lot of Christians, maybe we've thought about justice or we've thought about the work of Tear Fund and other agencies. And it's, I mean, it's there in the name, isn't it? It began as a relief fund, as a sort of relief from poverty or relief from disaster. But I think over recent decades, it's become much more common for all of us to think more about systemic justice kind of the you work in advocacy don't you so that that's tell us a bit about that yeah i think the best analogy i've heard is if you walk into your kitchen and the sink is overflowing onto the floor you would try and turn off the tap before you'd waste your time doing all the mopping and for years i think we've approached um injustice by doing loads of mopping responding to disaster after disaster rather than thinking why is the sink still overflowing and why are people suffering unnecessarily and so doing advocacy and addressing those systems is saying, where is the tap still on and how can we turn that off so that the change that we're trying to seek lasts longer? So I spend a lot of my time working on environmental issues. And in our work at Tear Fund, we're seeing the impacts of the climate crisis on the world's poorest people. It's not theory and it's not future. It's a reality for millions of people. Since 2016, world hunger has been increasing every year after decades of progress because of the climate crisis. And so for us, it's like, how can we address those root causes that are pushing people back into poverty? Because this is no fault of theirs. Um, but if we really want to be people who pursue justice and love our neighbours, we have to stop the things that are pushing them into poverty already. In the uh, mainstream CCLI charts, there's not a lot about this theme, which is great for us because that gets us up in the morning, that kind of thing. We love to look for a gap and try and write into it. Um, what what do you imagine could be the kind of songs we, we might need to be writing and and perhaps how you can think of ways we can incorporate these kind of justice themes into our gathered worship? It's mm, a good question. I think one of the things I notice a lot about at least the songs that we sing at my church is there's a lot of I and like God loves me or I do this for you. And all the way through the Bible, you see that it's a story of God's people and this community um, of people who are participating in God's mission. And so mm -hmm. I think one of the things we need to see is a shift of emphasis that this isn't a story about me, but this is God's invitation to me to be part of a community who participate in the mission of God. And I think that shift in emphasis is one of the big things we need to see of saying actually God is at work in this world and it is so exciting. And we get this invitation to join in as people together. 
And I think if we could just shift our emphasis a little bit in that direction, it would help us to really engage with this stuff. Because the songs we sing are our liturgy in the modern day, aren't they? These are the words that we recite. They're the words that we keep on reflecting on after we leave church, as good as a sermon might be. It's often the songs that we're contemplating afterwards. And so it's so important that we get our emphasis right when we're singing. Mm, that's so helpful. I mean, that, that message has come across several times now. What you said, this idea of it's not just about me. And maybe that's the 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 biggest pitfall, you know, the, the biggest trap for us is to fall into that and think I'm the centre of this story um, and actually not recognise that there's not just a, uh, a community of people but that's just the whole world as a whole universe which is impacted by this whole story it's so helpful um could you point us to maybe a couple of classic bible passages that some of our writers could look at if they want to write something and maybe you've got a couple of slightly less field left field sorry uh less common ones that that might kind of get the juices flowing too <laughs> um because I'm always thinking about this stuff, I find it hard to work out what is less well-known. You know, yeah, yeah. well but I'll share a few places that I like going. Um, for me, one of the really challenging passages about worship is Isaiah 58. And I'm sure other people will have talked about this before. Of It's um, God's kind of challenge to the Israelites of saying that you spend all this time fasting and worship, but on the day of your fasting, you're exploiting your, walker, uh, your workers, and your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in fights and all sorts. And so God's saying, this isn't the kind of fasting and worship that I've been looking for. And then in verse six, it says, is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke, to share your food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter and it carries on and on. So I think that's an amazing place to go to be really challenged about what is worship and and what is the kind of worship that God delights in and invites us to. Um, I'd say Isaiah 58 is a good place to go. For me, the two greatest commandments that Jesus talks about um, in the Gospels are a really challenging place as well, and both all about justice. So when Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? He says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, and to love your neighbour as yourself. And obviously, to love our neighbour means we have to care about um, that they have food on the table or that they have good quality air to breathe or that the land they're on is flourishing. And to love our neighbours means we have to care about um, their experience of the world and how the powerful treat them and things like that. Loving our neighbour is inherently about justice. And then loving God too is also about justice because in Matthew 25, uh, when you've got the parable of the sheep and the goats, um, and God says, when you saw me um, naked, you clothed me, when you saw it, saw me um, hungry, you fed me. And they're like, where did I see you? Um, and he said, Wherever, whatever you did to the least of these, you did for me. And it's in the eyes of the victims of injustice, of the oppressed and the marginalized, that we find God in this world. And so even the invitation to love God is about justice because we find God. God identifies himself with these people who are victims of injustice. And so for me, that's a really challenging place. When, God, when Jesus says, what is the greatest commandment? Love God. And later he says, and God is found in these people and love your neighbour. You're like, well, OK, I've got to do justly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there are two big places that I would um, encourage people to be reflecting. Um, but one that I've been really challenged about recently is in the book of Esther. In Esther chapter four, um, Mordecai comes to Esther and tells her about this threat to the Jews. And um, she says, OK, go and gather the Jews, get them to pray and fast. And I'm going to go and fast as well. And then I'll approach the king. 
um, and I will ask him not to do this, even though it's against the law. She wasn't allowed to approach, approach the king herself. And then she says, if I perish, I perish. And it's this really challenging moment where Esther finds this God-given bravery to say, actually, I'm going to speak up for in, against injustice, even if it costs me, because I know who my God is. Um, and I find that so challenging. Um, and if more of us were like Esther, the world would be very different. Jack, that's great. Thank you uh, so much. There's some really helpful places to go and dig into in the Bible um, and some really helpful thoughts. And uh, bless you. Thank you for the work that you're doing with Tear Fund as well. We're really grateful to you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be with you. Oh, that was great. Thank you, Jack. Really good stuff. Um, yeah, so... I guess hopefully people are now convinced by having listened to Jack that this is an important theme. It's obviously very biblical. It's obviously very much needed in our, our sung worship repertoire. Uh, but we just want to turn now to kind of practically how do we do it? Hopefully people are convinced we need to do it. But how do we you know, actually write these songs? Mm. What, what, you know, we can think of protest songs. We can think of songs that are very much, you know, about, you know, singing this stuff out as a performer. But how do we bring it into the life of worship? And I guess firstly, I want to say that there are lots of different songs we can write. God of Justice is one. And we've said that that's a good song, but there are lots of other kinds of songs we could write. We could have those full on justice themes like God of Justice, songs which are sort of from beginning to end on this topic. But also we could mention uh, justice within a wider song. So you might want to write a wider kind of song, but actually, you know, in a line or two, throw in an angle of, you know, God's heart for justice. So I was thinking about, uh, you know, the song Hosanna, and there's the line in there, break my heart for what breaks yeah. yours. So that's a wider kind of gen- yep. essentially generic worship song, but it's got an an element of, uh, you know, of, of justice within yep. it. Uh, and then also those sort of shorter songs as well, those sort of more responsive songs, maybe that you would put in between prayer or in between confession. Uh, again, that could be a good way of, because you you know you may not want to write a litany, and actually we're wanting to be responding. I would have thought you know week by week to what's going on in the news, what's going on in our world. But if you've got a shorter song that you can kind of use to sum up those prayers and, and turn them into song, that could work as well. Hmm. Uh, so what we're going to think about uh, is just the different parts of the service and how uh, songs of justice could be included in the different parts that we'll probably go through as we go through a regular service. Fantastic. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, so first thing is call to worship. Um, the beginning of the service, you're gathering people. You want to maybe remind them that we're all coming from different places. Some of us will have had hard weeks. Some of us will have struggled or engaged with things on the news. Uh, maybe reminding them at the beginning of the service that we're joining with the whole world, yeah. that it's not just us. Maybe if we're feeling reasonably privileged, we might want to remind ourselves that, you know, we have brothers and sisters across the world who are struggling or suffering or, you know, that there are things going on outside of just our bubble. Um, and, you know, who is this God that we're worshipping? You know, who is a reminder right at the beginning that this is the God who made the whole world, who, you know, died for the whole world, who who calls us to justice. So uh, I was thinking of a, an example of this. Uh, Israel Houghton's Lord, You Are Good. You know that song? Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. And the pre-chorus goes, people of every nation and tongue, from generation to generation. Cool. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a major theme in the song, but I think acknowledging that it's, you know, every nation, every tongue that's coming yeah, to that's worship good. God. That's a good little reminder 
uh, at the beginning of your worship. Mm. Uh, and then kind of related to that is um, often, I suppose, a lot of people might have a time of praise. Often this is, yep. you know, one of the main things we do with our sung worship. And again, we can, you know, we can praise God simply, you know, because he's worthy of praise. But we can also sing to the God of justice. We can give him praise for his acts of kind of making things fair and right in the world. So I was thinking about Mary's Magnificat. Yeah, you know, she brilliant. sings out this song of praise to God. And when you start to look at it, it's because, you know, he's lifted up the lowly and he's yeah. brought down the, the proud and the, and the rich and all of that. So, you know, that might be a bit of a, a model. Um, and also people might know uh, our good friend and, and co-collaborator, uh, Geraldine Latty, uh, wrote this just stunning song that I absolutely love called Shout It, uh, which she wrote, I think, for Tear Fund for one of their anniversaries. And it is a justice song through and through, but it's not a hand-wringing, sad, minor key, low tempo. It is like an all-out samba Latin celebration. You feel like you're at, at, you know, at carnival when the song starts to play. And it's from beginning to end, just this celebration of God's kind of heart for justice. So if you've never heard that, I would really encourage you to kind of Google it and have a listen because it is so groovy and the lyrics are so sort of shot through with, you know, this this God who is who is uh, just and kind. Uh, and then we might want to turn to lament. Um, it may, you know, we said before, we don't want to be constantly people, people bringing people down, but there is a right time for expressing sadness over situations which are not yet as they should be. And the kind of prayer uh, of the church through the ages and through the Bible is, you know, how long? Yeah. You know, you see how long so many times in the Psalms and you even see it in Revelation, the martyrs, you know, saying, how long, Lord, mm. till you bring justice on the earth? And so I was thinking of examples like Stuart Townend's, we have sung our songs of victory, you know, which the chorus is how long? Uh, or Martin Leckerbush, uh, amazing uh, hymn writer, good friend. Uh, he's written this song, Open Our Eyes to See the Anguish of the Poor, Indignities Untold Where Life is Insecure. Then may our ears discern your call to demonstrate your care for all. And it's it's kind of a lament, really, for, you know, the the it talks about life's grim reality, the curse of poverty. It really sort of goes there in terms of expressing, uh, yeah, the struggles of life. You think about it? Yeah, have you come lament? across the Porter's Gate song, um, Daughters of Zion? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, which is, you know, it's drawn out of the... It's drawn out the Psalms, the Old Testament. It's got the choruses, how long, how long, when will the daughters of Zion rejoice? Mm. And it's and it's about, um, you know, in the lines, when will the wicked kneel and the abuse be healed? When will our sisters speak with no more shame or fear? Yeah. Really powerful. But it uses, just uses Old Testament language and quotes um, yeah. and addresses this thing about um, oppression and abuse of women. I mean, yeah. in the most extraordinary way but that, that's another example and what I, I love about that how how long expression is that I think now I'm going to speak for myself I sort of I've never really fully come to terms with the idea of complaining to God on mm. a personal level mm. I, I'm not a natural complainer I, th- I think that's part of it so it's just I, I find it difficult to complain to anyone um, and I love that how long it's there's just something about it which is a sort of I do believe, but I don't get it. It's mm. it's a great way to bring a to bring your your anger and your complaints and and mm. and so on to God. And when yeah. so when you're talking about justice, saying how long, it's not faithless, 
but it can be full of every emotion as you do it and it's just and it's so biblical that you can feel super yeah. secure using it yeah totally and i think there is something about lament where we we start from the place of talking about our own personal honesty before god but in truth i think the the, the destination of biblical christian lament ought to be lamenting for others you know mm-hmm. that and actually that's where you know my life may be reasonably good and it's obviously right for me to be honest and lament before God, but it's absolutely, I think, a requirement that I try and understand, you know, somebody else who really is going through it and is not seeing the fullness of, you know, God's kingdom because Jesus has not yet come back. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's the place to kind of be be expressing that stuff, I think. Um, so then connected with that, we've obviously got confession of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is not something that we're so good at singing, there's kind of a fairly small amount of songs that do that. But again, the sort of prayer of the church here, I think, is Lord have mercy um, to say, you know, and yeah. that, that con- connects us with our next theme, which is which is intercession. And, and maybe those two overlap often, but it would be appropriate, I think, to have a song that confessed mistakes regarding, yeah. you know, how we treat God's world, how we treat God's people. We've certainly done that with with doxicology. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that would be, you know, a useful thing to have. Maybe, you know, maybe you are specific about actual events, actual, or maybe your song is more, far more generic, but it allows you to to put in confessions that are specific and then you sing your chorus or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, related to that is definitely intercession, uh, praying for the world. And uh, again, yeah, this Lord have mercy refrain. You know, so many songs use that already, but I don't, I don't think we're over saturated with that um uh we've got uh again geraldine's song uh, lord you hear the cry we've talked lots about on this podcast it's got that lord have mercy refrain uh, again that's very much focused on you know god's nature lord you hear yeah it is isn't she, she yeah. leads all these things um sue rinaldi and caroline bonnet wrote a really great song called we call to you or uh, King of Compassion. Yeah. And she she's very specific about listing. She talks about killing fields and, you know, for, for those bought and sold, she wants to be very explicit about the issues in our world today. Um, Matt Osgood, in the quite early days of Resound, uh, wrote a song that um, I used loads called When Our Songs. Yeah. Um, when Our Songs of Joyful Celebration are drowned out by the groans of those in need and he really goes there in terms of yeah. I suppose ex- expanding on what Tim Hughes said about you know keep us from just singing um, so all those I would count as intercessory songs as you sing them you are kind of praying for the world through singing those songs do you know just to chip in on that Matt Osgood one um, do you remember oh, a few years ago now but we got an email from a church in Lesotho yeah. saying we suffered terrible persecution recently and this is the song that we chose to sing uh, and matt you know sitting in, i don't know where he was like in birmingham or something at the time <laughs> writing his songs so i haven't got yeah. a clue about the city um yeah. but it's sort of encouraging exciting to say just you know give voice to this stuff and then you're giving voice to for someone else to, to you yeah. so that's pretty good absolutely um and yeah with the intercession thing i do think that the short songs again are really useful here and i would think of example of the iona community yeah. from scotland um so they have a, a little refrain that goes through our lives and by our prayers your kingdom come and then you can use that in between prayer uh, and they've got another one which is more minor 
It goes, with God all things are possible, all things are possible with God. Mm. And that's that's quite a beautiful, it's a minor key, it's quite haunting. Uh, and to, to talk to about, you know, maybe some difficult things, but then to kind of say with honesty, but with faith, you know, with God, all things are possible. I find that a really, really helpful little refrain. Yeah. I got a couple of uh, just two more, two more categories. Um, sure. One is communion. I know we did communion songs a couple of months ago, yeah. but it might be that people, you know, get the bit between their teeth in terms of communion and justice. I, I love the story that um, Desmond Tutu tells of, you know, in the, in the midst of apartheid South Africa, um, where you know blacks and whites weren't supposed to meet that the, the the church in south africa would have uh, he t- describes going to the to the cathedral and they would have black and white serving together during the communion and it's just this he called it a total liturgy that you could yeah. say the liturgy but actually until you have that unity of black and white serving communion together in that context you haven't got total liturgy I and i people- love that expression i've never heard it before isn't total it cool I know you're not a huge sports fan, but Total Football was the yeah. <laughs> that was the Dutch team that played Total Football. It was just like they completely perfected the whole yeah. thing. Complete. I love that idea of total liturgy. Yeah, total worship. Yeah, you know, it's how, and 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 it does. And I, I mean, I suppose it, it does. You know, it's worth saying that just singing songs about this is not enough. Hmm. You know, we do have to think structurally about how our services are set up yeah. and how we organise and who we have on the platform and what voice. There are so many other, you know, and what we're doing with our lives. So yeah. we're not saying that if you write a justice song, you've, you've ticked that box. Um, but that's a good example of that. And maybe our songs of communion, um, you know, could reflect that, could reflect about the fact that God is welcoming all to this table. Yeah, which um, I, interestingly, quite a few of our songs in the communion month started to head off down that direction, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, you might still want to go there. And then finally, I've lumped sort of response and sending together. So that sort of moment at the end of the service where maybe, you know, you've heard a challenge, you've heard a message and you want to respond and you want to be sent out. Uh, So I love Bernadette Farrell's song Longing for Light. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use that a lot. It talks about, uh, you know, longing for um, homes. Many are homeless, longing for water. Many still thirst. And then you know, in each example, she she then talks about you know, make us your bread broken for others, make us your shelter, um, and then you know, Christ be our light shining in your church gathered. I just, I just if you haven't heard it, it's a brilliant, brilliant song, uh, and it works really well as a sending song. Uh, again, Iona, um, people will probably know their song, The Summons. Will you come and follow me? Mm. Which again lists, you know, it's actually Jesus speaking to the congregation for most of the verses, and it's only the last verse where it's yeah your summons echoes true and i i will turn and follow you um so yeah there's loads of opportunities oh sam that's a really rich uh, introduction to it and uh, i think you're right when you start to see it that way you think yeah okay i don't have to pigeonhole this into one kind of song totally um i love the thing jack said um about the the really important thing is just the really important change is to say this is not all about me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and it's sort of so obvious, but um, yeah, d- d- sew that into the songs as well. That's the end of the podcast for this month. Uh, do get in touch with us. We love to hear from you. Podcast at resignworship.org. 
facebook.com forward slash resoundworship.org, Twitter at resoundworship, and there is something on Instagram as well, but I'm not quite sure of the login details. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, you're over 40. Yeah, I don't know whether you can message people on Instagram or you, maybe you could gram me on that. Um, all that remains is to introduce the featured song, which we mentioned before, Geraldine Latty's Lord, You Hear the Cry, Lord Have Mercy. Until next time, bye-bye. You haven't said the bit in red. Oh! Screaming at you. Oh, yeah, I've put it in massive red. Join the new forum. Yeah, this is really important, Join the new forum, stupid. Yeah, you absolutely... People who are taking part in the 12 Song Challenge, if you are doing that, you've got to join the new forum because we will not be in the old one from now on. We filled up the space. We maxed it out. We maxed it out. We're keeping it free, which means we're moving on to another one. And you've got to come. So check your emails, get on Slack, get on the Facebook group, make sure you find your way there, and we will hold your hand and lead you if you come and follow us if we but call your name. Bye. Beautiful thing. Bye. Bye bye.
Lord, have mercy, mercy. Lord, have mercy. Sounding good. Mercy, Lord, have mercy. Mercy, Lord, have mercy. Just the voice this time. Mercy, Lord, have mercy. Mercy, from our hearts. 